from the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Well, yesterday we began looking at the book of Zechariah. We looked at Zechariah himself, the man in his person. Today we're going to continue introducing this book and looking at his message of prophecy. And uh, his prophecies began two months after Haggai began to prophesy. Remember uh, Haggai, the older prophet to the older generation who had seen the former temple. And Zechariah, born in captivity, never seen the old temple, coming to build his own temple with a, with a new with that generation. And as Haggai prophesied to the Jew. Zechariah prophesied to the Gentile and Haggai, uh, Haggai prophesied about the temple and the people were discouraged and remember that Isaiah and Jeremiah had given some wondrous prophecies that were still under, unfulfilled and Zechariah prophesied to show that the time was not yet come uh, but they were not neglected and he contains more prophecy and symbolism on the first and second comings of Christ than all the other minor prophets combined. More than 12 books combined. He, I said this yesterday, and it's true. He's one of my favorite books in the Old Testament because there is no book of the Old Testament that reveals so much about Jesus in light of his coming and return. Uh, one, one old preacher said that Zechariah is the most messianic, the most truly apocalyptic and eschatological, that means prophecy of the last things, of all the writings of the Old Testament. And it's true, pound for pound, there's no one that speaks more about the first and second coming of Christ pound for pound than the prophet Zechariah does. He does more than Isaiah, more than Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. Many prophets spoke about the first coming or the second coming and, uh, and the temples, but nobody dealt with all three as much as Zechariah has. Zechariah is second only to Isaiah in messianic prophecy, the first coming of Christ. Now, I want you to note there are eight visions that were given at night, eight nightly visions. He, was, he had a vision, and God came in visions of the night. I'll tell you why when we get there. And you'll find those in the first six chapters. Uh, and his visions came at night as opposed to day. He grew up in a dark day. And so the visions were given in the dark night so that there would be light for a new day. And with, when, within 100 years, there were going to be 400 years of darkness where man would not hear from God until the coming of the Messiah. We're at the end of the Old Testament, and until uh, until John the Baptist, the, the canon of Scripture that has been open since Genesis is now going to be closed for 400 years. A dark day was coming upon them very soon. And uh, there are four messages of promise in chapter 7 and 8, and there are two great messianic prophecies in chapters 9 through 14. Now, the eight visions, there are visions, uh, th let me tell you what the eight visions are. I'm just going to give you an overview today. And uh, there, there is uh, the vision of the horses, Zechariah uh, chapter 1. There is the vision of the four horns and four carpenters, also in Zechariah chapter 1. There is the vision of the surveyor in Zechariah chapter 2. And there is the vision of the high priest in Zechariah chapter 3. There is the vision of the candlestick and the two olive trees. Zechariah chapter 4. There is the vision of the flying scroll in cha Zechariah chapter 5. Chapter uh, 5 also contains the vision of the woman and the ephah. That is a, a measuring unit. 
uh, a unit to measure uh, an ephod, like we would say, like a bushel. And then in chapter 6, there is the eighth vision, the vision of the four chariots coming from the two mountains. By the way, the number eight in the Bible is, is, the, uh, is the number for new beginnings. Remember, they've been in captivity. And so there are eight visions, new beginnings. Uh, God made the world and rested in seven days, and then there was a new beginning, okay? And uh, uh, sometimes I tease people and say that, you know, God saw everything that was good and created it seven days. And on the eighth day, God made Harley Davidson Chevrolet trucks and Winchester rifles and Colt pistols. Amen. New beginnings. So there, this is a, a time of new beginnings. There are seven themes in this book. Uh, the, there's the theme of the Gentile. That's important for you and I. Remember, this is a time when God was dealing with his, had dealt with the, the Jews for 2,000 years. But he speaks to the Gentiles. We are a part of the theme. The Jews are certainly a theme. Jerusalem, mentioned 37 times. The temple. Uh, the phrase in that day, 20 time, 21 times is in this book, the day of the Lord. Uh, and uh, uh, that, that term in that day contains three main events, the rapture, the tribulation, the millennium, and the great white throne judgment. The day of the Lord begins the day after the rapture and goes all the way through to the great white throne. And, and the day of the Lord, by definition, is any time when God intercedes in, or intervenes in the affairs of men on earth personally, things like the great flood and Joshua and the sun standing still and things like that. Uh, the sixth theme is the millennial feast of tabernacles. And the seventh theme is the Messiah. It is a book of grace. Five is the number of grace in the Bible. And this book is divided into five distinct parts. The Gentile visions in Zechariah chapter 1. The Jewish visions in Zechariah chapters 2 through 6. The feasts fulfilled in Zechariah chapter 7 and 8. And uh, the anointed king rejected in chapters 9 through 11. The good shepherd. And then the rejected king anointed in Zechariah chapter 12. 12 through 14, the chief shepherd. Now, I can outline this book in a half a dozen different ways. I'm just going to keep it simple. Zechariah's future, uh, those prophecies to come in the first six chapters, Zechariah's feasts, chapter 7 and 8, Zechariah's foolishness in chapters 9 through 11, and Zechariah fulfill, fulfillment in chapters 12 through 14. And so, uh, th that's just a simple overview. His prophecies of promise bring faith and hope and holiness and zeal to stand fast in the work of the Lord. The old preacher, Dr. Henry Ironside, said that the hope of the Lord's coming has a purifying effect upon the lives of those held by it. It's important for us to look forward to unfulfilled prophecy because it, it has a, an effect. It helps us to live soberly. And, uh, and it helps us to live soberly and righteously, denying all ungodliness in this present evil world, And as the Bible tells us. And, uh, you know, John tells us in 1 John 3, that behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when, we, when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. And again, there's a purifying effect when we look to the things of God that are to come.
And uh, now let me just share this with you and we'll be done. Zechariah and his ministry of the priesthood. He was a priest without a temple. They had no temple, yet he had been prepared for temple service. And all Jewish boys began learning the book of Leviticus at the age of two. And he was given a vision of the high priest, Joshua, whom he served under. He served under Joshua the high priest, but God didn't give that vision uh, to to the high priest, he gave it to Zechariah, this young man. And uh, so we're going to begin tomorrow looking at Zechariah's future, going through these prophecies. And uh, I hope that it will be a blessing to you. You join us tomorrow as the Lord allows you an opportunity. No longer a pauper in of poverty. You've been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search From the Poor House to the Palace. From the Poor House to the Palace.